I knew that I needed to be in this thing every single day if I wanted the best results. I knew that I needed to do it every single day and that I couldn't cut corners because I, I, had, I needed to consider my problem as serious as the heroin addict's problem. I needed to consider my relational issues, the way that I was abandoning myself, the way that I was betraying myself, the way that I, oh my gosh, all of the things. I needed to consider it as serious as the meth addict's addiction because it, the only, the, oh gosh, you, you see their dysfunction on the outside. People don't see our internal dysfunction, but if they could, it would look just like them. Hey y'all, welcome to the very last episode of the year and the last episode of season five of Boundaries and Grace. I'm your host. My name is Taylor Chandler. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I help people break negative relationship cycles. In this episode, I'm sharing with you some of the unconventional things that I did to shift out of insecure attachment. So there are a lot of habits and principles and natural laws and things that I talk about all the time on Instagram and in this podcast, but these are things that I call like off the books. Some things that I did that were uh, out of the box and more creative <laughs> because I was desperate to feel differently and to do differently. So I wanted to share some of these things with you today. Hope that you enjoy it. Take some notes, sit back and relax, and I will see you uh, in the middle and at the end. Enjoy. Happy New Year. (laughs) All right, y'all, let's get into it. So this first habit that I developed and maintained during this time that I was shifting from insecure to secure attachment was to load my brain up with information that was going to help me towards my own goals. One of the main issues that we have in insecure attachment, regardless of whatever attachment type you identify with, um, is that we lose touch with our self. Okay, the anxious type is pursuing other people, so is becomes unaware of what he or she needs. The avoidant type is disconnected with his or herself, and is so is 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 disconnected from what he or she needs can identify their feelings whereas the anxious type is super like hyper focused on what everybody else is feeling and doing so both everybody has a disconnect on the insecure side of disconnection with our self um i in the relationship that had ended i was incredibly anxious at the end i i uh actually had developed some communication skills and some awarenesses of some of my negative habits. I did, I was not a master of attachment at that point. I mean, I would have never been in that relationship if I had been, if I had known all the things that I know now, but of course. So, um, but I, I was doing better than I had before in other types, in other relationships. Uh, but at the end of at, towards the end of this, that relationship, I had gotten incredibly, incredibly anxious as that person had become had grown incredibly, incredibly avoided as the relationship was getting deeper. And y'all know this, the relationship is getting deeper. It's getting more intimate. It's getting more, um, which includes some more responsibility. Um, different types of conversations are needing to be had. A, I mean, there was, it was uh, becoming a whole thing, right? After, so um, that person is becoming, uh, we're both becoming fearful, but the way that we handle our fear as an anxious and avoid an anxious type and then an avoidant type are very different. So as that person is becoming incredibly fearful, they're running away. And as I'm becoming incredibly fearful, I'm pursuing. So I become incredibly anxious and super focused on what other people, what, what this, 
what others are doing, right? So this, what I'm, what I was doing was intentionally shifting the information that I was consuming and pursuing to myself and what I wanted to do next. Okay. That, and I knew that it also needed to be non-relational. So like not preparing for the next relationship, but instead just preparing for myself. What, what is it that Taylor wants next? What's coming up? And I knew that I needed to get myself together for myself. Uh, yes. For future relationships, but then also just for my practice that was going to be coming. Okay. Down that, that was going to be coming. So um, I chose to listen to Think and Grow Rich and subscribe to three podcasts that were business oriented. Okay. Because again, like thinking about what goals do I have coming up on my calendar, non-relational. All right. So getting back in touch with myself rather than hyper-focusing on someone else. Um, I chose three podcasts to subscribe to that were business oriented and listen to Think and Grow Rich. I listened to an episode from one of those podcasts. I would choose from one of the three. I would listen to one of those episodes every day and I would listen to Think and Grow Rich every day for 30 days straight. I started listening to Think and Grow Rich immediately when I woke up in the morning. So I would have it up on YouTube. And this is, um, so this isn't the whole book. Okay. This is an abbreviated version by Earl Nightingale and you can get it for free on YouTube. It's about 40 minutes. YouTube, Think and Grow Rich, Earl Nightingale. And there it is. Okay. So it would be up and I would just press play. At this point, you know, I'm experiencing this breakup and I'm, you know, this whole like uh, the abandonment things are going on, all of the negative feelings. I'm feeling incredibly depressed. I'm feeling incredibly anxious. And so I needed another voice to move me forward because my voice was not enough at that time. I needed a voice that was more confident, more certain, that had direction because I didn't have it myself. So I would listen, I would press play on the, um, on the video before I, my feet would even hit the ground because I needed something to move me. I listen, I would listen to that 40 minute recording, uh, while I was like brushing my teeth and I'm walking my dog and stuff, I was listening to it. Then I would listen to the, I listened to a podcast. Um, and I also was listening to books about sales specifically by Brian Tracy. And this, that was all free as well on YouTube. So y'all, I know what it's like. I didn't have any money to pay anybody to help me with the, with this business stuff. Okay. And I've still have never, never paid him. So basically what I, what I, what I was doing was like, okay, uh, I know the opportunity to invest in myself. Yes. Um, I chose to use money for therapy. Um, I couldn't, I, I mean, we gotta make, we gotta make choices. Okay. My practice wasn't even happening yet. I wasn't even at a place where I could have my own practice yet. So I'm using the money for therapy. I'm not paying. I wasn't, didn't have any money to pay any business coaches. I did have some free calls with maybe two. Um, so I was like, okay, I just need to try to uh, piece together. And I've talked about this and you've heard me say this, I think in episodes past, I was trying to piece together things with business, with them, with my mental health, I was like, I need more specific. I went to a professional, went to my therapist. Okay. But, um, the business stuff, the thing that I wasn't able to spend money on, um, I was just trying to get it for free on the internet, piecing it together, listening to the books that I could get for free, listening to podcast episodes that are out there. Um, so yeah, I did that for 30 days straight. Um, I also, even after those 30 days were up, one of those three pot, three business podcasts that I had chosen, I had committed to listening to every single episode that she had, out since she started. So I listened to every single one that, that took more than 30 days. So in the car, I'm listening to stuff. Um, when I, right when I wake up, I'm listening to stuff because 
I I'm no I'm understanding I'm no I'm knowing as I knew enough about the brain um I knew enough about healthy habits and things like that to know that I needed my subconscious to be on my side because my conscious mind was not enough so I'm listening to all this stuff all the time because I'm like I need this stuff being seated in my conscious mind and my subconscious I need as much support as possible because I don't have enough myself to drive me forward so I the habit that I had developed and maintained was just intentionally focusing on myself and my goals, something I never, ever, ever done before. I didn't even know that I had never done it before. I wasn't aware how much I was focused on other people's stuff or how much I tried to align my goals with theirs and how much I was willing to compromise in order to match up with someone else's timing or someone else's goal or where they wanted to be. I had no idea it was this bad. So it was surprising how nice it felt to just think, what do I want to do? What do I have coming up on the calendar? What do I need to do to get to my next step rather than trying to boost somebody else up? But when we're in codependent, when we're codependent, because I was for sure, um, and some of you are as, as well, are identified with some of those symptoms. When we're in that codependent state, um, everyone else's stuff and, and preferences are more important than our own. That's our perception. Okay, even if we're not aware, consciously aware that that's our perception, that's how we behave, that's how we live our life. As if someone, what else, whatever someone else has going on is more important. What they want is more important than what we want. Their their priority is now our priority, and our priorities are second, third, or eighth on the list. Okay, so I decided I needed to do different. I needed to do my. I hope put myself first thing. I'm like, I'll give it a shot. Okay, so I was refocusing on my own goals. That's number one. During that time, I also got my health coach certification. So like the fitness industry, physical health is super important to me and super top value. So I focused some energy there um, and I like learning and things. And so I got my health coach certification, which allowed me to renew my personal training certification. So I poured into that part of me that that is a type of investment. Right. Um, I also took a job. Uh, at a gym during that time, I kept the class load really low, but I wanted to be in places in this kind of, I want this to wrap the point. I wanted to be in places, whether that's in the books or in the videos and the podcast or in the literal physical environment, like the gym where I did, where I took the job, I needed to be in places where I felt confident and strong that were making me feel like I could do something. I needed to increase my feeling of control and power and self-efficacy in my life because when we are on that insecure side, when we are dealing with these breakups and we are becoming aware that we have a big relational problem, we're feeling fragile, we're feeling low, we're feeling incapable, we're feeling incompetent, okay? And we're, we're often getting those, we are getting these messages reinforced by the people that we're deciding to be with, whether those are romantic partners, platonic, or the job that you're choosing not to leave, Right. So we're also we're getting these messages that we are less valuable than we really are. So we have that in our mind. And then we're in situations and relationship where we're getting those messages reinforced. So we need to do you need to do that. I did. I'm suggesting opposite action where you have been feeling low. I need you to go where you are feeling high, where you are feeling incompetent. I need you to go where you are feeling strong, competent, where you feel like I am talented at this thing. I'm gifted. I'm skilled at this. This is not a time. And again, I'm specifically talking about when you are shifting out of and insecure attachment to a secure attachment style. This is not a time to explore new things like talking about, I need to go find a new talent, a new gift, discover what I'm really good at. No, no, no. I'm suggesting now someone else might tell you something different. I want you to, I'm telling you what I've done. Okay. This is perfect. This episode is very personal. All right. I was thinking this is stuff in the books. I didn't learn this from my therapist or whatever. I just trying it, just trying some stuff out using some common sense and some principles that I knew. Um, all right. So, uh, 
you go so what I was saying don't go don't go try to explore something new go where you already know you are good because you've been stacking up L's losses and you need some wins I want you to rig your game in your favor during this time of shifting to security because you need to see that you are good at some things you need to get some positive feedback not just from yourself it's not just about affirming yourself because other people's perceptions of us do matter it does matter to us what people think about us like and what we do and what we think that we're good at and how we re- and the people we're in relationship with it matters to us okay there's a now there's a dysfunctional level that it can matter to you right but i mean it's normal to enjoy the approval of someone that you trust and care about normal Right. Um, And so getting some positive feedback from others, like in the spaces and around faces that appreciate you, um, that value you, that recognize what you're good at, helps you to see who you really are. It's not about I'm not asking you to go to places and go ask people to lie to you and hype you up for no reason. I'm asking you and suggesting that you go to places that where you. it's where it's who you really are and it's where you really shine so that you can get some positive feedback. So that's number one. I'm just covering myself with informate with positive information. Where am I going? Um, Where, what, where am I confident at? Let me go there. And where, what kind of places do I already have some momentum in? Right? Like I already had natural momentum to have my own practice. So I need to pour into that. Let me, let me, let me feed that flame. Right. I'm naturally I naturally enjoy the fitness industry. Let me pour into that. Let me let me get my health coach certification. Let me feed that flame. Okay. All right. So go where you go, where, you know, go where you are confident and strong. Number two, second thing um, I had. This was a second habit that I developed and maintained over this over this time. No, no sex, no orgasms. Yep. No sex, no orgasms at all. I literally put the vibrator in the car. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why this wasn't this wasn't about like so I was, I was coming out of a relationship um, and I chose to go totally no sex, no orgasms, no nothing because I wanted to get a hold of my sexual energy by the end of that relationship where things are crumbling because things typically don't just happen overnight, right like things are crumbling for a while. Okay, it was getting it was getting increasingly more tense, um, and and during that time, so okay, no sex, no orgasms at all. I literally put the vibrator in the car. I was feeling stuck. Okay, and I knew. So going back to that first point, right? I knew that I needed to prepare to move on with my life. Okay, and one of my goals was to be in practice. For myself, and one of my goals, and, and to have this podcast. The podcast wasn't up or anything like that yet. So, and to have all these, have these things. But I'm feeling stuck, creatively stagnant. All right, the the feelings of depression and anxiety absolutely were getting in the way, and my obsession and rumination over the breakup and the relationship itself was getting in the way of me moving forward. So, let me give you some context on why I I, I focused on sexual energy. Your sexual energy is creative energy. Life is. Life comes from sex, literally. I mean, it, life comes from sex. So the very essence of creation is in the act of sex. Creative energy is naturally wrapped up in sexual energy. So I need a creative energy and manifesting energy 
talk about that in just half a second. Manifesting energy. I needed that on my side. Creative energy and manifestation energy. The pursuit of sex is a naturally masculine activity. This is all going to make sense in a minute. So hang tight. The pursuit of sex is a naturally masculine activity. Okay. It doesn't mean that women do not pursue sex. It means it's a naturally masculine activity. We all have masculine and feminine energies. We all do. We all do activities throughout the day that have natural, um, that have energetically feminine or energetically masculine cores at the at the core of the activity okay like for example um lifting weights like i do often is is a is energetically masculine activity but i am a woman doing it okay um something like Writing a poem to express yourself is is at the core of the activity. It's a feminine activity. It's expression and flow. But men can do it. Okay, so um, the pursuit of sex is a naturally masculine activity. So I wanted to cut it all off. I wanted to cut it all off so that I could get a grip on my sexual energy. Because if I got a grip on my sexual energy, um, then I was going to get a grip on my manifestation energy. Because my because that that pursuit of sex is a naturally masculine activity. The manifestation is a naturally masculine activity. It's drive. It's focus. It's purpose driven. It's a naturally. It's an energetically masculine activity. Okay. So if I got a grip on the sex, I was going to get a grip on the creation. I was going to get a grip on manifestation. Makes sense. So I'm like, cut it all. I need to be, I need to understand my sexual energy so well so that I can understand how I need to move through the world in order to produce the things I want to be able to produce. So cut it. I cut it, cut everything. I don't want any sexual energy leaving me. No orgasms. I literally put the vibrator in the car. I put the vibrator in the trunk of my car so that if I betrayed my own word to myself, I would have to see myself walking to the car with my keys in my hand at whatever time, right, to go in the trunk of my car to get this thing. Sometimes when you have a goal, okay, you and, and, and you know that you might mess it up, you need to put some barriers in between some speed bumps, Okay, you need to put some speed bumps there so that you don't sabotage yourself and your own goals and you can keep your own word. I needed to hold myself accountable. Right. I'm now single. I'm single. No one's living in my space anymore. So I didn't have there was nobody else there to hold me accountable. I'm only listening to people on podcasts for free. So we're not having synchronous communication. No, they don't know that I exist. They didn't know that. I. They don't know that I exist. So who's going to hold me accountable but me? So I needed to put a barrier in place so that I would have to question myself taylor what you doing walking out here and get in the trunk of your car what you about to do <laughs> okay right so there's there's that there's there's that little some context behind that so i need to get a grip on this and y'all i'm telling you this thing shifted so much for me this shifted so much for me i highly recommend if you've been feeling creatively stuck if you've been feeling stuck in pursuing your goals that manifestation purpose-driven energy which is naturally masculine i need you to get a grip i'm suggesting you get a grip on that sexual energy y'all okay if you have a goal you've been wanting to pursue but cannot find the motivation to do it if you've been feeling scattered and ungrounded this could be a really good way to curb those issues all right 
Uh, it also helps uh, women, helps you, helps you to reset back into your feminine energy. Um, sometimes we don't recognize our pursuit of sex because it looks so different than men. Um, but it can be in interacting, like in your, it could be in your, D, in interacting in your DMs or when you're in the Kroger. All right. Um, it could be when you know that there's like, a, or even when, when you hit your ex up and you might not be directly talking about sex, but you know that there's an undercurrent. Um Get a grip. So stopping all of that. I'm talking about literally the attention that you are engaging in. Even without the intent. I'm, when I say the pursuit of sex, I'm not saying that you are literally trying to go have intercourse. But I'm talking about like just engaging in that sexual energy, the pursuit of that sexual energy. That, 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 that's even in your exchanges with people. Okay. And so being like really conserving that helps to reset you back into your feminine energy. Y'all, I'm telling you, this is not, I didn't read this stuff in a book. I'm just, I was, I was just trying to put concepts together. I'm like, I need to, I need to get out of this thing. How, what can I do? And again, I told you, this is not for everybody, but this is for people who are willing to do something a little bit different, maybe a bit unconventional. It might sound a little bit strange. Okay. No orgasms at all. That's what I, I'm telling you, this is what I did. It's 30 days. I did it for 30 days. I didn't get the whole ab, the like, abstinent for life word. I didn't get that from the Lord. Uh, I didn't get, <laughs> I didn't receive that message. I got a 30 day message. So uh, anyway, that's what I went with. Um, and guys, you know, conserve. Yes, it's going to help you to do all of those same things that I'm mentioning. Right. Um, I mean, I just mentioned that it helps to reset feminine energy. So I want to just address the guys really quick. Uh, conserving sex, conserving your sexual energy helps you to discern between the type between the type of women that you're dealing with. It increases your discernment for everybody, men and women. But guys, I just wanted to highlight that for you. You know, the type of women that you can have a sustainable relationship with versus the type of woman you just want to have sex with. OK, conserving your sexual energy so that you're not just pouring out wherever, including, yes, just like the women in your interactions with others, helps increase discernment. That's for everybody. But guys, I just wanted to point that out specifically for you. OK, um, both both men and women, it's going to improve your manifestation and creative energy because you're going to be more mindful of your natural masculine energy and that, that sexual energy, that pursuit of sex and the power of it. And how conserving it, how that how that positively affects you in so many ways, creatively and your discernment and your motivation and your drive. You're conserving that for you for self rather than pouring it into somebody else or uh, just pouring it out. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. And then this last point here, um, if you know, if you if you want, uh, you know, to be able to manifest your goals and take it out of your mind and make it real, um, you know, you've got to be willing to be equally responsible for as great as you want to be and as great as you want your products or services to be. You have to be willing to be equally responsible. Otherwise, how could you have it? You want to even if you got it, you want to be able to take care of it. So we're required to be equally as responsible for the great thing as we need to be as responsible for it as we as it is great. You need to be as responsible for it as it is great. And if you're if you're okay with a C average, you can be C average responsible. But if you want if you want A level stuff in your life, then you've got to be A level responsible. And I totally believe that, I mean, this positively affected me in so many ways um, when it comes to my business and moving this thing forward and how my ideas just started to flow, um, how I was able to direct my attention and, and have much more focused attention and energy on these things because I wasn't just pouring out my creative and manifested manifestation energy wherever, 
Okay, and I don't mean just like indiscriminately, but I just even mean like when I'm literally talking about like when you are walking into the gas station, like being very, very, being very clear, not just exchanging energy with whatever and whoever. Right. Even when it's even when you don't have the intention of having sex, I'm just I want you to be that mindful. And again, I'm telling you, like, I can be a bit extreme. But this, I'm just sharing with you like what I did. I'm like, no, I'm shutting it all down. Not, not just smiling at whoever. There's a time and a place for opening yourself up to that kind of energy when you are in a healthy place and ready to receive, right? But I'm telling you, like, when I was in the throes of this thing, right? I'm talking about the, the in-between, before you shift, like, I, 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 I tighten it up, tighten it up, men and women, tighten it up, all right? Uh, yep, I think that's it. That we got, we got to be equally responsible for as great as it is. We got to be as greatly responsible. Mm -hmm. All right, next one. Hey, y'all, take a quick breather here. I hope that you are enjoying the episode so far. This is the first pass around of the offering bucket. The offering bucket is my cash app. Yep, the offering bucket is my cash app. So, this is a time that if you want to sow into this work. If you would like to give back or show some appreciation, if you've been getting something out of this podcast consistently, then you can donate to the offering bucket, to the cash app. It's dollar sign, Tay Chan, T-A-Y-C-H-A-N-D. And the uh, cash tag is below in the show notes as well. I'll give you a moment to take a look. Open up that app. I'll be here. Hang tight. I'll be hanging tight <laughs> while you open it up. I'll give me a second. Last episode of the year, going into a new year, not being so stingy and not trying to get everything for free, but expecting great results for yourself. That's right. Happy 2022. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the episode. Enjoy. All right, this next one, and then we'll talk about some of the things that weren't so uh, different. This this one I've shared with a couple people. I shared with some people maybe one on one on ones. Um, but now I just want to tell everybody about it because I think it was um, I think it's easy to do. It's not so extreme. Um, doesn't take a bunch of time. Okay, so I just want to share this one. I call it reverse affirmations. So when we are shifting, um, or you're trying to get over a breakup, you're trying to get over past patterns, we can get stuck in fantasy land, okay? Stuck in the hope, uh, and it keeps us from moving forward. Stuck in the hope of what the relationship could have been. Stuck in the uh, in the fantasy of how we wish we would have responded and how things could have been differently. And if the person's going to hit us up in a month or whatever, what's going to happen? Are we going to say happy birthdays next year? And all that kind of stuff, right? And and we lose touch with reality and we lose touch with the present moment. We are we become obsessed with the past or obsessed with the future or we oscillate between the two. Either way, it's a problem, right? Just like it doesn't matter if you're anxious or avoidant because you're insecure, it's a problem. So the issue, the bottom line issue is that we are out of presence. We are and we are if we're out of presence, we are in non-reality because it's literally not what is happening. So reverse affirmations, this is what it looks like. And then I'll tell you what it, what it could do for you. So I took eight, I took regular printer paper, like copy paper, eight and a half by 11 inch. And I took a big, bold black Sharpie and I wrote the truth down, the truth about who I was breaking up with. I wasn't, I, I was always a bad breaker upper. Um, 
I could never, I never wanted to end things. So I would always wait and wait and wait until it just blew up. Oh my gosh, it was such a mess. So um, I was not doing the breaking up. I was the one being broken up with, which was the pattern, which was the, that's just always what happened. Um, because I would just hang on by the skin of my teeth, Lord. Mm-mm, so anyway, uh, I I was, uh, I needed to write down the truth about the person that I was breaking with and also the truth about my own behavior, okay? I just had to write some truths down because I was losing myself in fantasy land in my brain. So, and I'm, and I'm like, okay, I know enough about the brain so like, where I'm like, okay, I need to feed it the right information <laughs> to counter the false information. So I wrote down truths like when you reach out, you will be dismissed when uh, you can write something. I mean, whatever is true for you. Um, like I, I always, I consistently feel that I put in 80% of the effort and only get back 20%. I believe this relationship is unbalanced. Um, he breaks up with me every 30 days. She, um, blames me for, her own issues that existed before I even met her. Whatever the truths are, write them down. These are reverse affirmations to help you remember what is really going on, okay? And keep you moving in the right direction. Um, and some of that is 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 stripping away the hope or the fa- and the fantasy of what you hoped this person would be or that maybe it's a fantasy that you're misreading things and you're hoping that this is all one big misunderstanding. No, no, it's time. It's, it's been enough time to where you've consistently gotten the information that this thing is not working out. Then it is time to go ahead and call that a truth, write it down, put it on some big paper with a big, bold Sharpie. And what I did was I taped it all over the place. I taped these, I taped these reverse affirmations on my fridge, on the door, on the door so that when I left, I had to read it on my desk, on, uh, on the countertop, on the wall, in the bathroom, in the bedroom. It was somewhere, there was a reverse affirmation everywhere so that everywhere I went, everywhere that I sat, I would see one. And I had to remind myself what was real. Eventually you, you, you stop reading it and that's fine because it's just like anything in your environment. When something is novel, you pay attention to it. Like if you got, if you had one set of curtains and then you got new ones, suddenly you're looking at the curtains more because it's, it's a, it's novel. The texture has changed. The weight has changed. The colors changed, whatever. So when there's something novel in your environment, you pay more attention to it. Like the new kid at school that comes in halfway through the semester, it's different. So you pay attention. Um, so eventually you stop reading the reverse affirmations, but it doesn't mean that you're still not paying attention. Subconsciously, your brain is still picking up on all the information. You don't just stop reading because you're not conscious of it. Just like when you're driving on the highway, you don't, just because you're not intentionally reading every sign because you know it's 20 miles till the next exit, your brain is still picking it up. You didn't just stop literally knowing how to read. So it just does it. That's how efficient your brain is. So eventually those reverse affirmations start to fade into the background, which is fine. I think about it like bypassing your conscious brain. So now it's just picking up in the background, which is great because I truly believe that seeding your subconscious is the best way to move forward because it it takes less effort because you don't have to actually think and exert energy to read. For example, it's just doing it in the background. Your computer is just working in the background. 
And so getting as many things that are aligned with who you really want to be and who you really are seated in your subconscious means that you have to exert less energy to actually do those things to be that person. So um, even after you start realizing that you're not reading those reverse affirmations anymore, keep them up for a while longer and let your brain just soak it up in the background. Reverse affirmations. So those are some things that I did that are a bit different um, that helped to move moves uh helps to move me uh from from insecure to secure attachment so focusing on my goals and non-relational goals um conserving and and really getting harnessing and getting a really amazing grip on my sexual energy which means my manifestation energy which means my purpose-driven energy um getting a i mean that i think honestly i don't know if you can hear it in my voice but i really think that that was like just the um total game changer uh, and then the reverse affirmation. So staying grounded in reality. So those are the three big ones I wanted to share with you. Let me take a sip of my coffee here. Um, and now I just want to share with you some of the last, uh, some of these last little bullets things. These are things that I continue to maintain. Uh, now. Um, and then I'm not I'm, I'm not suggesting that I literally became aware and started all of these things like when I when this breakup happened, that is not the case. Um, but I did get really serious about my consistency, really mindful about keeping up the routine like it wasn't just an every once in a while thing. Um, I had to think about this and I've said this many times before I worked in addiction for a couple of years and recovery and I learned recovery is an everyday thing. I also can say, and this is a different conversation, but recovering from insecure attachment is so related to recovering from addiction. Recovering from codependency is so related to recovering from substance abuse. So I knew based off of these principles and how related that the two processes were, I knew I needed to do things every single day. Recovery is every day. All right. And like at the beginning of the addicts recovery process, they're having to go to a they're having to go to AA meetings or NA, which is narcotic narcotics anonymous or CA cocaine anonymous cocaine addicts anonymous. Um, is that right? I think I just made that up. I think I'm I think I really should have said CODA codependent anonymous but i'm thinking i'm missing an a. anyway anyway an anonymous meeting a 12-step meeting is a better way to is a better way to just put that um they're having to go to 12-step meetings every day they're having to talk to their sponsor every single day they're in classes from 8 a.m to 2 p.m every single day and that's for three months until and then they're in the they were in the program for at least six months and some people it can go past a year um just depending on what what they need and so i knew that i needed to be in this thing every single day if i wanted the best results I knew I needed to do it every single day and I couldn't cut corners because I I, had, I needed to consider my problem as serious as the heroin addict's problem. I needed to consider my relational issues, the way that I was abandoning myself, the way that I was betraying myself, the way that I, oh my gosh, all of the things. I needed to consider it as serious as the meth addict's addiction because it, the only, the, oh gosh, you you see their dysfunction on the outside. People don't see our internal dysfunction, but if they could, it would look just like them. And so, ooh, don't get me, because I'm about to wrap this thing, so I, I know I'm about to set off on a whole another hour. And that's, that's a sermon. That's something different. That's something different. All right, so here are the things that I continue to maintain. Uh, my big four 
my big four, meditation, workout, journal, devotional. Okay. Those are my big four. So what I do is I literally, I wake up, I brush my teeth. I take my dog out first. Then I do my meditation right when I come back in. I do the meditation, put the med- um, I light a candle, do my meditation and finish that. And then I do my journal and devotional. Okay. Um, all of this is done in about like 35 minutes in the morning in total. So that's that keeping your routine is so important, regardless of whatever attachment style you identify with if on the insecure side, um, whether you're anxious or avoidant anxiety is a problem. All right. For, for everyone on the insecure side and maintaining your routine, a couple big things with that, but here are some that I need to mention, want to mention one that it's about you, right? It's, it's caring for yourself and it's practicing discipline to care for yourself, pouring back into you with intentional time and care. All right. But it's also helping to reset your baseline of anxiety. So when we live in a dysfunctional relationship with ourself, okay. And a dysfunctional relationship to our feelings, our baseline for anxiety is distorted, all right. Avoidant types typically under report and anxious types over report. Like the avoidance, in other words, are like, I don't feel anything. And the anxious types are like, oh, my gosh, I'm feeling everything. I'm overwhelmed. And so we've lost our center. Keeping your routine helps to literally reset your physiological center. So get your breathing back under control, get your thoughts back under control, um, recognizing, identifying, recognizing like things like your racing heart. Um, racing thoughts and being able to experience them and healthfully control or manage them um, is huge in recovering from this stuff. I really, really focus on that often. So, yep, that's super important. I keep that stuff up every single day. Even if I'm, if I'm out of town, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm writing. I'm doing some sort of, I'm moving. Okay. Um, I meditate still. All right. I pull up the, um, I pull up an app on my phone to keep up with myself spiritually. Okay. So, I mean, I, I literally keep, I, I keep it up. I don't have to, I don't work out every single day though. I keep a two days on one day off. So the other thing, uh, two more points, watching my diet, all kinds of diet, what I see, what I hear, what I eat, what I feel. So watching the diet, what are you listening to? What are you watching? Is Netflix just auto playing or are you intentionally choosing what you're watching? Is it full of violence or is it full of sex or is it full of um, dysfunctional relation relating? That kind of stuff, it can be entertaining for some people, but come on, like if you are trying to shift out of this stuff, why, why, why fill yourself up with the stuff you're trying to get out of? So be mindful of that, please. I'm suggesting it. This is what I did. I don't know. I'm just, it just again, it's just really personal. I'm just giving it to you to what, what I had to really, really focus on um, or what I did really, really focus on that I believe helped to move this thing along a lot more efficiently. So being really mindful about what I was eating, hearing, seeing, feeling, and I'm still incredibly mindful of that. I plan on, I intend on being this way for the rest of my life. So I'm like, I mean, be intentional about the pins that you're using when you're journaling. Uh, I'm intentional about the journals that I choose when I need to get a new notebook. Does it, is it a texture that I like? Am I going to enjoy looking at it? Um, are there blankets on my couch that I, that I enjoy to feel? Are they soft? Um, 
the way that I like it? Or and do I have, do I have some options or do I have a firmer blanket when I like, I'm them. This is how detailed I'm not talking to people one-on-one about this all the time. Um, when you're getting the structural things in place, what, what's on your coffee table? Are they books that inspire you? Is there something, is there um, a picture that you want to put up that makes you feel good? Be very mindful of your environment. So I was incredibly careful about my diet, all the things that I was consuming, not just eating, but literally, but, but consuming in any kind of way, seeing, feeling, um, tasting, smelling, mindful of the candles that I have, um, and lighting and, and making sure that I'm using them, right? stuff like that. Um, the, the colors around you are the colors that you like, textures that you like. Often when I'm, when I'm in my, in my space alone, I have music on like, like, uh, ambiance, like a, like a coffee shop ambiance is something that I've been on for the last little bit. And I really enjoy that. Um, it's like a one hour. It just sounds like you're in a coffee shop and it's on Spotify. Uh, classical music or jazz or um, it could be a sound bath, um, like uh, healing bowls, uh, whatever. So I'm just really, really mindful of my environment. Uh, so yeah, watching my diet and then finally um, therapy. So I went to therapy through this process. I still go to therapy. I made my therapy appointment yesterday for January. Um, I still see my therapist every once in a while. Sometimes it's for a couple of sessions, several sessions, and sometimes it's just for one. Like this, I I imagine this is just going to be one session because therapy for me now, for the most part, is just self care and maintenance. Um, if there's something that I that I come upon that I know that I need to work on, then that is what I do. I'm no, I don't hesitate <laughs> on that. Um, if there's something that I know that I'm like, okay, I really have not. This is this is a new expansion. This is a new development. I need to work on this. Um, but I don't. I also don't. I used to like call my therapist, want to make an appointment for things that now I can pause and say. No, I can handle this myself. So I reach out when it's something that truly like I need additional support. And so I, I'm happy to pay her for not only her expertise, but just her natural gifts of listening and the way that she talks and all of those things that are really, really valuable to me. Um, so, yep. Last point on that, you know, when in this shift with whatever kind of shift that you're looking for in your life, whether it's relational or, you know, you want to shift into a better financial position or you want to shift into a better um, living situation or you want to shift into better health, physical health, whatever it is that you are trying to shift in and out of, uh, up out of and into something new, seek out pe- the people and professionals that are doing better than you. OK, I go to my therapist because she in ways I mean, attach me, can't really touch me on that at this point. But in, in so many ways, she is better than me. And she's been doing it for longer. She has different certifications and she's better than me. I would never go to a therapist who I thought was on my level. I would never pay someone who is on my plane. No, you're a peer to me. I'm going to pay someone who's doing better than me. I need somebody who is above me. Okay, who's got a different who's got an air? They should be looking down and giving me some insight because they have an aerial view. I don't need you on my level. I need you to be able to show me some things that I can't see myself. Okay, So seek out the people and professionals who are doing better than you at whatever specific thing that you want to focus on. Do not pay me anything if you don't think that I'm doing better than you in this particular way. Please don't do it. Okay, consider me a peer. <laughs> if you if you know this like I do, then okay, consider me a peer. But don't hire me unless I am doing better than you. That in anything, I would never hire someone who I thought was on my plane. You need to be above me 
because I need your help to be raised up. Okay. Um, yep. That's it, y'all. That is it. You know, I, I create, I called my LLC Thresh because it came from the word threshold. Um, it takes a certain amount of energy that you have, would have to exert in order to move past over to a new threshold, over the threshold. It takes a level of energy to move over the threshold, to move, shift into a new space. And so I wanted to do this episode um, to share with you some of the things that I did. I chose that name before I even before I even knew that I needed to do these things. I chose that name Thresh before I even before I focused on attachment styles. I hardly even knew what they were. I chose Thresh before I knew that it was going to take all this energy on a consistent basis to shift out of this thing. But it's interesting how these things work together. And so I hope that this um, helps you. Uh, if it has, if any of this has over the course of this season, um, let me know. Share it with me in a, in a review. If you have a moment to write a review, a sentence or two, hit those stars if you're in Apple. Um, if you've consistently been getting something from this, please send a cash app. Dollar sign Tay Chan. It's also below. All right. Um, that's the offering bucket. So if you've been consistently getting something out of this and if it's changing something for you in a positive way, send a dollar or two or five. You know, that's the way that we give back. Um, and yeah, if you are interested in doing a free consult, that link is below as well. So you schedule a time and a day for me to reach out to you and I will call you on the phone. There's no video involved and we'll talk, answer any questions that you have. Um, it can help you to see how you might be able to move forward. All right, y'all. Well, um, this has been an amazing season. I thank you for your time and your attention. Um, happy new year. Happy New Year, and I'll see you in a few weeks. Bye.